You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Time for Counterpoint tonight, Omar Khan, Vice President of Public Affairs at over at Hill and Norton Strategy, also VP over at the Ontario Liberal Party. Ooh, Ooh double VP. <laughs> and Mike Van Solen had long hair in university and now does strategy over at Navigator. Yeah, that's it. Did you really? I yeah, want to see a picture no, of this. Yeah, I should show you. There's a, there's a few pretty good ones. I don't think Omar did. But nonetheless, okay, guys, let's talk about the uh, Supreme Court. We'll, we'll get to the campaign stuff in the second half, because I know you're champing at the bit there uh, to talk about it. But uh, Supreme Court today unanimously denying this New Brunswick man the right to buy booze, which means none of us can buy booze across the uh, provinces. Um, and I don't get it, guys. I don't get it. I'll start with you, Omar, because uh, they did not, I guess the courts, they did not want to undermine federalism. But this, to me, is so shameful and archaic. Yeah, you know what? We're actually going to agree for once. Uh, I, <laughs> I think this this type of thing makes us a laughing stock internationally. Um, you know, and it's it's just as bad as the whole issue with with pipelines. You know, yep. we can't we can't build a what other country in the world has such a such a um, uh, bountiful energy resource and can't and build booze. a pipeline to tidewater. Yeah, uh, you know. If we can't, at least if we can't put the oil in the pipelines, let's, let's make a beer pipeline at least so I can get some nice kokanee. Good you know, here, that's a funny thing Ontario, you say that. But, I bet but, you they wouldn't have a problem with putting booze in the, in the pipeline, but they just don't want the pipeline for oil. Well, you know, I, I think this is, a, this is a symptom of the decentralized nature of our federation, which may have made sense back when, you know, the, the British North America Act uh, was written in 1867. But I think uh, it doesn't necessarily make sense today. Uh, you know, one of one of my former jobs was working as the the chief of staff to the trade minister here in Ontario, and we'd be, you know, we'd be visiting Asia and the Middle East. I remember sitting that we'd be sitting down with executives from Sapporo Beer, mm-hmm. and they'd say, you know, why would we invest in one of your provinces uh, when when you can't even trade amongst yourselves uh, uh, as a country? It is an embarrassment and something that's noticed abroad. Um, I think you know a lot of people today suggested that perhaps the federal government move forward with legislation on this front. Uh, I think that probably should be something that they consider, uh, but I, I'd like to see them see them uh, explore some of, some non-legislative options first. It'd be good to get provinces at the table uh, on this. The problem in this federation, though, is that we have such a parochialism sometimes amongst some of our regions and provinces that we 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 look after really narrow local interests instead mm-hmm. of the national interest, and I think that needs to change. Yeah, back in 2015, Mike, um, uh, Justin Trudeau was asked about this because he was yeah. hammering on Stephen Harper pretty pretty hard, saying, look, like I back this guy and, you know, this isn't right and we should be making changes. And yet his government did support the Supreme Court in, in fighting against this. So he has an opportunity now while they're dealing with the whole pipeline issue to kind of reform this. This is like ridiculous to me that I cannot order a box of wine no, from B.C., <clears throat> I know, and and hopefully now that there's a real issue at stake, beer. Yeah. You know, yes. You know, yeah. we're, we're, really we're going to rise up and deal with it. it. It is. It really is an embarrassment for our country. Um, we, and and Ashi Omar, I'll, I'll just I'll uh, say something different. Uh, I think the people when they wrote the book uh, British North America Act, the spirit of it that was an economic union. Yeah. I think those yeah. guys would be rolling in their grave to see what a mockery <laughs> we made of it. Uh, and the fact that we look down our nose at, at, at 
so many in Canada, uh, what happened in the United Kingdom, and how would they ever, you know, go against trade? And we talk about the importance of the North American Free Trade Agreement, and we recognize its importance, and yet we can't even take care of our own business in this country. It's true. Um, and, and I think it's it's pipelines. Saskatchewan and Alberta have gotten into crazy things. You go in Ottawa, and a carpenter, you know, can build something on this side of the border yeah. and not that side of the border. Uh, we have problems like this all over the place in the country. Um, I'm glad this has come to bear. But, you know, the First Ministers have gotten together and tried to deal with this in the past. We have some non-binding free trade, you know, agreements, yeah, but uh, <laughs> their own self-interest seems to always take the day on these on these really uh, provincial matters, and, and it's a shame. I, and so if the, the federal liberal government actually wants to take grab the bull by the horns and deal with this issue... This is like a uh, non... This is a no-brainer, because well, with, yeah, a, with I, the regulate... I, I can walk down to the Bayview Village LCBO yeah. near my house, and I can order Turkish Uzo, and it'll be here in a week, but I can't. I'm not legally allowed to order Okanagan wine from, from British Columbia. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I, th- I think we all agree. I don't, can, can it become, uh, before I move on to the topic, can it become a provincial issue? Is this something that could come up in the Ontario election, that they could start jockeying and p- positioning and um, pushing for this? The trick is the uh, the farmers uh, have, that's a, true. Have, a, that's have, true. have a view. Well, so, that's, so, so special interest is, is dominating something. Yeah, yeah. yeah but they're, they're well, a voting block. And well, you can, so, you can, um, but this is incentive. You can ship your steak and your beer, package it all. Anyway, I know it's very confusing, but there was an opportunity for the Supreme Court. They buckled and didn't want to deal with it. And so now we just got to drink our Ontario beer. And what it does is it keeps, you know, these interprovincial trade barriers, I think James Moore said this today, and I agree with him. uh, The the net effect is that it keeps uh, a lot of our Canadian-grown companies uh, small because because they're not able to get scale and, and compete internationally then. Yeah. Let's talk about this longtime liberal MPP or sorry, MP who voted against the party's controversial summer jobs program where religious groups are forced to check a box on the application saying they believe in everything, including abortion rights. And he is being punished. His name's Scott Sims. He is a pro-life member and he's now been removed from a committee job that paid him 12000 in a salary bump. And he felt it was wrong, Mike, to go against, you know, for people to be forced to go against their core belief. He's not the only one. NDP uh, MP uh, Christofferson, um, yeah. he yeah. also yeah. did this. And, and they're being punished, essentially, for I think what's doing right is doing the right thing. This is ridiculous, and so so uh, kudos kudos to to Scott for uh, standing up uh, for his beliefs. The, the the federal liberals on this matter are so offside. This is a party that believes in pluralistic values. This is a, a multiculturalism. They say they believe in freedom of religion. If this was just value signaling, uh, I I you know I would still wouldn't like it. But this is actually they're actually attacking freedom of conscience. Yep. with this type of legislation and that is so offside you know it's it's one of the reasons and one of the problems i have with the left you know you know i i became politically aware uh, really in university i had long hair uh, as as you've referenced and i believed in all these things of of equality uh, equality uh-huh. and uh, standing up for the little guy and these things but then as i you know, sort of grew and became a little bit more politically conscious this is the problem with the left. They, they, there's such a conceit, uh, and, and it's and it's reflected so much in this policy by the federal liberal government. That this idea that you can all believe whatever you want as long as you believe what what we, what, what, what we, what we believe. believe, and if you don't believe what we believe, then then it's verboten. Uh, you better not try to talk about it. So this is uh, this is highly offensive to me. Someone who believes in uh, really believes in the value of freedom of religion. 
Um, and so I cheer and applaud uh, the MPs in the, in the Liberal and NDP caucuses who have stood up for what's right uh, on this matter. But it's interesting because, Omar, they do so at great risk, but it does create a backbench uh, over time, I think, that can um, cause real issues. So I think, I think, you know, there's two issues here that I'd like to speak to separately. So one, I think there's an implicit recognition by the government uh, that perhaps uh, this policy could have been ruled out a little bit differently. And I think the, the recognition is reflected in the fact that the policy has been updated for next year. Just, ru- um, just ruled so- out. But, so, but sorry, the, the, the conceit of that, this, this was misguided from the, the minute they rolled it. They, they shouldn't just say we rolled it out improperly. They should say it was a mistake, full stop. If we could go back in time, we would, and, and we're going to scrap this. This so has no think, place. So and, 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 the, there, and the conservative, I don't, I don't the, actually agree that in, that the that the that the principle behind it is a mistake. So let me oh, and let me on. explain why. You, come on, I'm pro-choice, and I, I so think this me, is unconscionable. Let me explain why, and then you can you guys. Can okay, I've only got like 30 seconds though, because I got to get okay. to break. So the, the the prime minister in the election said we're going to allow free votes except for a few uh, circumstances. So mm-hmm. anything related to the party platform and anything related to the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Unless so you're there was, there was a few uh, extremist groups that went out there oh. to use this funding to hire students to go and attack or, or to harass people trying to access A Christian group is not an clinic. extremist group, Omar. Uh, well, they are when they're harassing people at abortion clinics. Th- that's called um, freedom of protest. You're allowed to protest what you... Not, when you're, not when you're trying to impede somebody's ability no to No one's impeding. That has not the, happened. The, the conservative yeah, motion was... The conservative <laughs> I'm going to run out of time here, on this. I am going to run out of time. The conservative motion was that this should not apply. Okay, quickly wrap up, because i got to get to break. Go on. So we're liberals. We believe in the Charter of Rights. And actually, this, this particular member of parliament was told in advance that sh- should he vote this way, this would be the consequence. He decided to do it anyway, so I can respect that. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, I don't think we should apologize for defending the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Yeah, except but which, there's a too many buts with that. Which also includes freedom of religion. Yeah, okay. It's a debatable we could probably spend a lot more time on, but I do know That's you both want to get to campaign politics, <laughs> which we will do after this quick break here. On Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. All right, welcome back. I've got Mike Van Solen with me and Omar Khan. And okay, guys, we will speak provincial politics because I know you're just champing there, uh, Omar, to get into this. But uh, today, Kathleen Wynne, as you know, uh, went after Doug Ford's bottom line over his proposed tax corporate tax breaks. Here is what she said. Says he's uh, he's for the little guy. The reality is that lowering that corporate tax rate will help the big guy. It helps big corporations. Um, Doug Ford is a wealthy man. He has always been a wealthy man. And so he thinks like a wealthy man. Oh, those wealthy people are so evil, Omar. Why do we chide success? I think it's well, very irresponsible. Well, wealthy people, not all, so most wealthy people are not evil, for sure. Uh, but w- what we're talking about is a, is a policy that this guy rolled out yesterday that's going to throw 1.3 billion dollars at the richest of the rich so you know that is an important contrast uh with what premier Wynne is talking about in terms of helping people access um uh, child care helping people access pharmaceuticals helping people the, the average person access free tuition uh you know all of that is at stake because this guy wants to take what is already the lowest corporate tax rate in canada 
and make it even lower to benefit the Thompsons and the Richie Riches. Oh, brother. That, <laughs> oh, brother. That, <laughs> is, uh, that is absolutely what he's doing. Okay. No, but I, you know she does support... Corporate tax okay. in the country and making it even lower. It's, it's, okay. it's, it's, it's a ridiculous proposition. The neighbor to the south just slashed their corporate tax rate, which is already having major beneficial effects for that well, economy. Well, we know that he wants the, to... The reality Trump is... Most the, things, so the, this is well, hold on, hold on. Trump. Hold on. <laughs> the, okay. the liberal government... Uh, is untethered by the facts of how an actual market economy works. They think that they can continue to just take money from wealth creators like small businesses and, and big businesses, that they can continue to prop up wages in an artificial way, and that somehow this will all just merrily go along, and that all the debt the Ontario government is accumulating is somehow just going to, I don't know, vanish uh, magically in the into the ether. You do not help people by forcing the economy to wear lead shoes. And that's what they've done. And that's why, uh, as, as an economy, we struggle so much. And, and for us to allow this current budget and this government to uh, go back into Queen's Park after June 8th would be such a mistake for the economy. You do help. And yesterday, he had an, another great example of, of how you help Ontarians by reducing the income tax on the lowest income earners. That's how you can help them and that's also how you help businesses that's how you help businesses continue to continue to hire people he's he's going to roll back the minimum wage no he did not omar he did not not say say that that. he said he would stop it at 14 but but you're also okay stop though you gotta let me say something okay it's a total fallacy but omar can i finish let me ask you a couple you gotta let me finish you're assuming that businesses are going to survive beyond this election i'm hearing from businesses right left and center who are waiting to see what happens in June to see if A, they're laying off more people or folding up and quitting altogether. So we're making assumptions that people are businesses are going to be able to actually pay the $15 wage. And so uh, Ford has what's said... The unemployment rate in Ontario right now? Unemployment rate's under 5%. That's not what yeah, we're talking... and that's the lowest in like 30 years. So what are we talking about here? The, the GDP growth is the highest in, in, in years. It's, it's higher than it ever was under Mike Harris. We're going into... So, a, so, so, so you, can, you can throw out like, you know... You can throw out terms like lead shoes, but it's just not true. Well, so is your you're firing forty thousand people. It's not true. I mean, come on, it happens on both sides. Give me a break. And it is true. Energy, for example, energy intensive uh, companies are not investing in Ontario anymore. It is is just too expensive. To the input costs of electricity are just too expensive. Uh, This is just one of the reasons why we have to lessen the burden on the manufacturers uh, in this in this province to allow them to continue to add shifts, uh, make investments, grow their businesses. And this yeah, is like this is a fundamental failure of the Liberal government that they think problems. they can continue to extract this money to pay for things that, that they can't even afford, and this will have economic consequences. Look, I'll put the economic record of this government oh, versus boy. any any versus the Harris Eves government any day. Okay, but that you're talking twenty years ago, Omar. I mean, honestly, you guys can't keep looking twenty years back. Okay, we have well, been I'll no no stop because I want to get on to the next the, topic. I'll put the economic indicators under this government against any conservative government across the country uh, in the last. Okay, five well years. let let's not compare because look, 
uh, Premier Wynne herself voted for corporate tax uh, cuts back in, in 2009. She was all about them back then with Dalton yeah, McGuinty. Right after the global economic meltdown. Right, of course. It was okay then. Everything's fine then. Now we're going into an economic slowdown in the next uh, six months. We're looking at a downgrade by the outlook Canada with Moody's. 2009. You have to provide context when you throw these things out. Of course. Well, let's talk about context with hydro because the executives uh, we have learned from the Globe and Mail have built in a very nifty um, compensation package to the tune of about $10 million. should there be a government change uh, in June. This is a, a provision that was, I guess, put in by the board uh, after the sale. And the province did put in measures to make sure that it, it could have uh, the power to get rid of the board should they need. And the board just went around and made sure that the fat cats remain fat. And you know what? Doug Ford doesn't look so stupid now because he said he'd fire them. And frankly, I think a lot of people will say, good, fire them. This is great symbolism. I think what Doug has latched onto is something tangible that Ontarians uh, can understand. Ontarians who don't make $6 million a year. Ontarians who are are working hard to feed their families, uh, keep a roof over their heads, and uh, are struggling with the affordability of electricity rates. And I get it that electricity and energy policy is much more complicated uh, than than just this uh, this issue. But I think it is a it is a symbol that mm-hmm. Doug is using very effectively, and on t- and it's resonating with Ontarians. They go, "Yeah, I get yeah. it. You can't. No one's written into my contract that if uh, things change, I somehow <laughs> yeah, get this golden like this golden parachute." So. Um, you know, I, I, of course, I'd love to hear what Omar's thoughts on it, but but I think I, it's a symbol that is re- what I'm seeing. It's a symbol uh, that is really resonating with Ontarians. Of what um, has gone wrong with this government? Yeah, look, I, I think it strategically was a good move for him to talk about this today, uh, instead of you know making the Thompsons richer or throwing oh, Kathleen Wynn and her team Ugh, in jail like he did yesterday. Why are uh, you against those, small those business those owners? Communications day for the campaign. Yeah, because the Thompsons are on every corner of the street. I mean, you're talking about businesses right across Ontario, Omar. Get rid of, forget Toronto. Outside of Toronto, across the yeah. GTA, businesses and people are hurting, and you guys know it because your policy put horse farmers and all the rest of them and and seniors out of work because they and out of home because they can't afford their hydro bills. Give me a break. So, so Alex, this government already lowered the tax yes, rate. Yes, I know, with a big the, bank loan of billions of dollars. It's artificial. It's already lowered the tax rate for mom and pop, small mm-hmm. businesses in the last budget. So, look, you know, we, I get it. Not everybody's benefiting uh, equally from the economic growth that this province is experiencing. And that's why we have to address issues like income inequality, raise the minimum wage, help, pe- help people... You could have done kids, a guaranteed help, income. Help, help people get their kids into college and university. You know, that's why this, move, this, this premier is moving on, on an aggressive, progressive agenda. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, look, the chips are going to fall where they fall on June 7th. And, and we may win or the, we may not. The chips are all falling in the <laughs> debt column. Yeah, okay. Uh, and last point to you, Mike. And my kids are going to have to uh, have to pay their way out of this. Uh, she, you know, the the one thing I'll say about, about this debate we've had around minimum wage, around corporate tax rights, is, is there's this idea that the left and the liberals have that somehow we don't all want to see wealth created, that we don't want to see all people do better. And I think we do. It's just the conservatives have, a, a I think, a clearer, smarter, uh, truer way to, to get that. And that's to leave more money in the hands of businesses, leave more hands in the, money in the hands of low-income Ontarians. That's how you really help them out. Okay, I gotta go. Away from no, the hands yeah, of yeah. Look, Ontarians by take by rolling back the minimum wage increase. You're yeah, no, no, he, he is not. Off, he's, he's not. He's that, not rolling it back. You're, li- you're lying. It's that they otherwise would have had. Thank you, Omar. Thanks.
You've earned your living tonight, Omar Khan uh, and Mike Van Solen joining me tonight for this counterpoint. And it's only going to get more interesting. You just know it. All right, 842, I've got to take this break because we're going to talk about some leaked audio that came out of an NDP office in Hamilton. Uh, the kinder, softer side going after a staff member who dared take a parental leave. We'll talk about that next. Coming up here on Point on Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.